Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals. Concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences. You name it, Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD to save $10. Hey, it's Ryan from The Prolific Creator, where we talk about life and art and see what sticks. Well, hello, my friends. I am back. I hope you are having a fantastic week, day, life, whenever you're hearing this. I'm recording near the Thanksgiving holidays for those in the U.S. that celebrate Thanksgiving. And hopefully you are finding ways to be thankful. There's a lot to be thankful for. I know it's easy to focus on things that aren't working or things that aren't going well or things in our world or things in our lives. They can be a challenge. Um, There can be pain. Uh, But I want to encourage you to find ways to be thankful. Uh, We have a lot of many more things to be thankful for. I know media, I know others want us to be doom and gloom all the time, but uh, there are a lot of good things in the world. And that's why we we do the show is to encourage you, to help you, to nudge you along in your life and in your art, to make good things for the world, to make beautiful things for the world, to share beautiful words, to share beautiful art, to start beautiful things for the good of others. And today... I have one of those guests that is doing just that. Deborah Smith is on the show. I'm going to share that conversation in just a moment. Deborah Smith is actually the former CEO of Green Pirates, and it was one of the first juice bars in New York and uh, had, a, had a fantastic idea of bringing healthy snacks, healthy food, healthy drinks to the people of New York and started this business and, uh, and did really well. And so she's going to talk about that and also her transition into coaching and helping people eat healthy and 
and just the work that she's doing. And, and I just love uh, this story because it's really what this the show is about. Uh, it's about people doing interesting things, doing helpful things, doing courageous things, doing generous things in the world. And as you know, we when we talk about art, we don't just limit it to writing or publishing or paint on canvas or dancing or filmmaking, but we, we talk about art being the things that we make, the things that we produce, the things that we share with the world, whatever that may be. And so you're going to love this conversation with Deborah Smith and also wanted to let you know that she is giving some away some freebies and some discounts at the end of the, the show. And so if you go into the show notes, you can click on those links if you'd like to uh, check out her free resources for you because uh, she really wants to help and serve you. Uh, and how we can eat healthier and be healthier. And she has a real passion for that. So I really think uh, it's really good stuff. So so thank you, Deborah, for coming on the show. And as I said, we're around the holiday weekend, so our rhythms for the show might be a little bit different, uh, but we're going to continue to share our... Got a few interviews in the queue and looking forward to spending some time with family and friends. I hope you are too. Hopefully you get a little time off as well to refuel that creative energy, refuel your soul, refuel, refuel your life, and enjoy some time eating some food, maybe watching some football, hanging out with fa- friends and family. Uh, and maybe, hey, maybe you have some free time to, to make that thing that you've wanted to make or start that thing you wanted to start. And so use that time uh, wisely. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Deborah Smith. Well, hey, welcome everybody to the Prolific Creator. I am so excited to have Deborah Smith on the show. And uh, Deborah, why don't you say hello and tell us one thing that only your closest friends or family know about you? Ah, awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much, Ryan. First of all, for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, darn, you caught me off guard right away. I love this. One thing that only my friends and family know. I have a. a True ambition to be a great roller skater. Okay. All right. I love it. So where, where does that stem from? <laughs> I think just a love of dance and movement as like just as an art form and a, a place of, of really feeling good in my body. But roller skating in general, I just think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not something that I actually do at the moment, but I have one new friend that I just made who I, I asked to help uh, forge a, a partnership in learning to roller skate with me. So we'll see nice. what happens. Nice. I love it. Uh, well, Deborah, I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we we talk a lot about at the Prolific Creator is, you know, the idea of art and creation. Um, but it's not just the, you know, paint on canvas or writing a book or, you know, the what we think of typical art, artistry. Um, but really it's about, you know, doing the generous things, about sharing. It's about making things. It's about putting your life out in the world, your business out in the world, helping people. Um, that's all art. And so we've kind of tried to expand that idea. And one of the things I, I love what you're doing is you're the CEO of Green Pirate. And, uh, and I'd love to hear a little more about what that is and uh, how you got that going and, and kind of what is the kind of the the big reason you did it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I agree with you that, you know, creativity and art is really kind of how do you show up in the world and live your life? Everything is creative um, and everyone is creative. So it's kind of how do you express yourself? And that could be just about anything. Um, So Green Pirates started back in the day uh, in 2006, I believe was the inception. 
I went to to get a holistic health coaching degree at Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. And at the same time, I was playing in an all-female punk rock band, um, which I played bass, and it was kind of a pirate-themed rock opera. I know that sounds crazy, but it was just a fun project I was a part of. And one of the people in that uh, band was also into health and wellness. And we sort of had this idea of how do you get how do you really get in front of people with this idea of like holistic health and, and doing the right thing and putting good things into your body and making healthy food approachable, affordable, and not just sort of this elitist, really expensive kind of out of reach thing. Um, and we, we brainstormed the idea of making a juice bar that was mobile. So we, we, uh, we bought an old us postal truck. We turned it into a rolling kitchen and we put some juicers and blenders in there and we just started experimenting with recipes and ways to make really delicious, healthy beverages. And we got, you know, we <laughs> kind of waded through all the um, the red tape of finding, you know, a permit in New York City to be a mobile food vendor and kind of learned trial by fire what it's like to do business on the streets in New York. And we built New York City's first mobile juice bar. Oh, I love that. Um, and, and we named it Green Pirate kind of as an homage to our, our pirate punk rock band. But green, obviously healthy, holistic. And we also ran the truck on, we were actually Tri-State Biodiesel's very first ever uh, public customer that wasn't like a major business, um, like government business. We were, you know, we started running the truck on biodiesel and using as earth-friendly products and services as possible, kind of with the intention of being a green business from the get-go, which was challenging doing that in a diesel, you know, uh, truck, but we did our best. Well, it's, you know, it sounds very uh, punk rock of you. Uh, just the, I think the idea behind it and, you know, just kind of being out there and trying things and, um, you know, definitely the, the punk rock rock spirit. Um, I love that. Uh, so what kind of, what is the, the impetus or, you know, kind of backing up a little bit, like the idea of getting, you know, healthy things in our bodies and health and wellness and juice bar and all that, like, where did that come from for you? Like, what was kind of your story with that? Um, you know, you're in this band, you're living in New York and you're like, I really want to do this. I really want to help people in this way. But how, how did that all start? Kind of where, where's the origins of that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, I got an undergrad degree in theater and I have a background in dance and writing and art you know, studio art, all kinds of artistic expression was sort of, is my zone of, of, you know, what brings me joy, what brings me passion, where I love to show up in the world. But <clears throat> when I first moved to New York City, I wound up, uh, you know, I was there pursuing art and theater and doing all the underground downtown stuff and just having a great time. But my, uh, the jobs that I was taking were a lot of them were writing and producing events. And I wound up, in a pretty high level, I wound up as the communication director for the uh, Arts Council in New York City. I was doing quite a lot of writing and online marketing and call, all kinds of stuff, but I was, I was working a really grinding schedule. Um, and I physically and emotionally and mentally was not well. You know, physically I was, you know, in my late 20s, probably 28, 29, I'm, I'm 20 or more pounds overweight. My skin is like, you know, dry, irritated, itchy. I'm stressed out all the time. My mood is pretty you know, in the dumps, I just, I was not a healthy person. I was living an unhealthy lifestyle. And for, you know, for me, and I think like many people who I encounter, most of us, 
um, nutrition was not a part of my young life education. I was just, you know, food is whatever your family puts on the table for you. So for me, it was, I was raised, you know, Irish Catholic, meat and potatoes, kind of very little access to information about, you know, fresh, healthy vegetables. And it's just no fault to my parents. It was just, we ate what I, what was put on our table. And that was what I knew. I never really thought beyond that. Uh, and I was invited to, I was invited to a workshop that had to do with sort of, you know, some type of a holistic workshop that had to do with nutrition and yoga and kind of, and I was like, I really need something like that. I'm not okay. <laughs> and a door was just open for me that day. A light bulb went off um, and I began to pull that thread. And I realized I knew, I personally knew nothing about what, you know, what I was putting into my body and the results that I was getting, you know, I hadn't made that connection between what I was eating and what I was consuming and how I was feeling. Uh, and it just kind of, you know, I did a 180. By the time I was 30 years old, I was, you know, enrolled in health coaching school to learn even more. It just was a revolutionary change for me. I changed the way that I ate. I eliminated sugar from my diet, which is a big one. I really started looking at like the quality of food I was eating. I, I switched over to eating mostly fresh foods. And, you know, I was still eating, you know, an omnivore diet at that point, And I just kind of just changed the quality, looked for the source of my food, really began to think more about what I was putting into my body. And the result was I, you know, I lit up, I stopped, you know, I started to lose, naturally lose weight, drop, you know, excess unnecessary weight, my skin cleared up, my sight cleared up, I just felt like a different person. And then, you know, obviously, I'm feeling healthier, I'm, I have more energy, I'm, able to go out into the world and take, you know, action towards things that I'm, I want that bring me passion and joy. I'm happier. My mood changes. And I was like, well, what if I could do, you know, something to help other people walk this same path? And that, you know, that sort of was the beginning of how do you touch base with people and inspire them to want to do something healthy? And that was kind of around the time that we had the seed for Green Pirate, which is like, we need a product. We need a touch point. We need to put something in people's hands and say, hey, take a sip of this you know, we know it looks crazy and it's green and like murky, but what if it made you feel amazing and did things for you that made, you know, lit you up? And at the time there wasn't any juice bars in New York. I mean, juice bars were not popular. There was no juicing movement yet. So we were kind of a little bit ahead of the curve on that. Um, but it was just a great way to be out there. We had, you know, we had a graffiti artist in Brooklyn spray paint the truck. So it was just this like rolling kind of really fun, funky thing. And people would approach us just curious about what we had. And we would always, we had a, a rule in the business, you know, always give, if no, if somebody doesn't want to buy the juice from us, immediately give them a sample, like get something in their mouth, in their hand that they can taste because we knew um, that they would automatically say it was delicious. I mean, 90% of the time people were like, wow, that's really, really good. And then, then we were in a conversation with them. And then that would lead to, you know, health coaching programs, or if we wanted to work with individuals, but uh, it was just kind of this conquest to see if we could transform people through, you know, one juice at a time. Yeah. Like I, I was saying, you're, you know, definitely very punk rock. Cause you know, you were like the juicers before the juicers. Um, so, and um, you know, when you were, I, I was thinking about this earlier, just kind of not, not that it's common now or not that, you know, everyone gets it. Obviously we have a lot of health problems and, you know, probably common sense would say, obviously we know we put a lot of things in our bodies that we probably shouldn't. Um, but there's more conversations happening, you know, thankfully, um, what, what was like the, the early, like pushback when you were doing this? Cause obviously, you know, you're like the only juice bar in 
<laughs> in New York. People are probably like, what is this? You know, what is going on? Why is this important? Um, obviously you're having your own evolution of healthy eating and thinking about more about that. What were kind of like the common, like, like pushback, like, I don't know, what does it really matter? I mean, you're probably still having that today, but yeah, share, share, say, a, little, yeah. Yeah, share a little bit of that. Um, That's a great question because you're exactly right. The pushback then is the same pushback now. And I think, you know, and this kind of relates directly to the idea of creativity and our creative sort of the way that we show up in the world and express ourselves. So my broad stroke thinking about this is we, our relationship with food is, is a story that we tell ourselves. It's the story that we were, it's often the story we were handed by our ancestors, right? So food is, it's a very personal process. It's, it's, you're putting something into your body. That's then literally the building block of your cells, your organs, your skin, your everything, your energy, your mood. But we don't think about that. We think about our mothers, our, our, you know, the, the taste that we associate with our young life experiences are, you know, so a lot of times it's geographical, the kind of food we have access to. It could be um, economic. Like we don't necessarily always have access to the healthiest, freshest, you know, best for us foods. But what we do have is, is woven deeply into the fabric of who we are and how we identify with like the story of our life. So the pushback from people around healthy, and I do air quotes on that because typically healthy is often just whole foods, right? Things found in nature as mother nature gave them to us in their original packaging without any, you know, processing or or preservatives added. So it's really often just like fresh fruits and vegetables and legumes and nuts and seeds. It's not actually complicated. It's more simple than, you know, the fast foods and things that we think of as easy. Um, But the story that we attach to our choice of food is a really, uh, it's, it's deeply woven into the fabric of our identity. So a lot of times the, you know, the work of getting someone to identify um, the foods that are healthier for us and better for us and provide us with like more nutrient rich, you know, more energy that are less toxic, that let, do less wear and tear on the physical being, it's, it's a mindset shift. And that's the same now doing like one-on-one health coaching or online group coaching or just, you know, putting content out there and as an online marketer, writing books, all that stuff. I find it to be sitting with people and asking them to tell the story of how they connect to food and then getting them to understand like, oh, it's just a story that I'm telling myself and I can rewrite that story. I can, you know, I can change the way that I think about what food is. Is it entertainment? Is it comfort? Is it a guilty pleasure? Do I deserve it because I had a hard day or is it just fuel for my cells and I need X, Y, Z nutrients to like function at you know, a base minimum. And I think when we get, we get into this, you know, when we start to change the train track from like, I, you know, I deserve that, you know, double burger with extra fries because I had a hard day to like, what's going to make me feel balanced. And I, you know, give me the energy that I need to go out there and actually do things that actually make me feel good. So I think of it in a creative way like that. Like we all have goals and dreams. We all want something bigger for almost all of us want something bigger for our lives. Even if we don't think about that in that way, even if we're not like I'm a creator and I create things we do, we, 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 we want to create good things in our lives. And uh, I look at food as like, how can I fuel my, the physical vessel of my being to go out there and do, you know, those good things that I want for myself. So um it is, it is a challenge, I think, for many people because they don't like being told that they shouldn't have or couldn't have 
a certain type of food. Um, and I try to avoid that with, with all of my, the language around, you know, sharing all this nutritional information with people instead of asking people to eliminate things. I think about it as adding things in and, you know, adding in all these delicious, healthy, good things, crowding out the things that may be toxic or cause damage to the body. Um, and just kind of take like a putting in approach to things like a creative approach. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I, I like what you're saying about the story we tell ourselves. Cause I think we all run on a, a narrative, you know, and that, that could be healthier. It could be toxic. It could be somewhere in between. Um, but yeah, that food narrative. So it's funny because you're talking about you know, eating a double cheeseburger and fries because we deserve it. But it, you know, if we, if we were to think, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years ago, like that wouldn't even be a conversation. Like food was just survival. It wasn't comfort. It wasn't, you know, like we we've changed it. We've switched it into something else or it wasn't fuel or energy, or like I said, survival it's become, you know, we have this differing kind of relationship with it. Um, you know, and those that have had struggle with, you know, eating disorders, it's like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. I don't have a six pack ab. I don't have, you know, whatever. So it's like food becomes this like kind of toxic thing. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to, you know, or I throw it up or I, you know, you name your disorder. Right. Um, but that's interesting, but, but that's all kind of woven underneath is that what you're saying, that, that narrative, that story. So like, how do you kind of restory people and help them have a healthier, you know, uh, relationship with it? Um, I'm a lot like you. I mean, I grew up Italian family, you know, Catholic, like heavy <laughs> pasta carbs, like all the time. And it's not all those good carbs. Yeah. And it's funny because you go to Italy and actually the way Italians eat versus American Italians is very different. It's not, oh, as, yeah, it's not, not as heavy, you know, um, yeah, not the pizza we eat here is not the same. In you know, everything Italy is so and, fresh. We just actually yeah, were fresh. In, yeah, for sure. We were in Greece this summer for a couple of weeks, and the food it it was just so interesting, like how how delicious and fresh and well balanced the Mediterranean diet really is. Yeah. And even in cultures where pasta is, you know, a, a big part of the historical kind of traditional family, you know, t- food that's on the table. You know, it's different when it's made fresh. Yes. Uh, it's really just. It depends on the process of how the food is created. But um, yeah, I mean, I think so in all of my coaching programs and in my group, you know, I have a course that I created that's sort of the building blocks and the basics of plant-based food. I'm sorry, plant-based cooking. And even though it's technically a cooking course and like a nutrition education course, the whole thing starts with where I think everything actually really does start when we make changes or transitions, which is why do you want this for yourself? And what are the just basic nuts and bolts tools that you're working with? So it just starts with, you know, it starts with educating people that our physical bodies need a spectrum of nutrition on a daily basis to be functioning at a bare minimum. Now, every, every human body is completely unique and everyone needs something different. Uh, we all have a different, you know, unique set of experiences and variables that create what our baseline is. Like, so, you know, if you're an athlete or pro athlete, you need a different baseline of calories and, you know, you'll have a different combination of macronutrients that are going to help you reach that physical goal. Whereas if you're somebody who sits at their desk all day long, you might be, have a different relationship with your caloric baseline because you don't have the same burn, but there's, everyone's got a different, you know, alchemical makeup and a different sort of equation that makes their you know, bottom line, but in general, we all basically need the same things. And it's a, it's a wide variety and spectrum of nutrients and minerals that help fuel the cells, the long bones, the muscles, you know, to build healthy organs. 
and not do like really big wear and tear on our digestive system, you know, and cause inflammation that leads to eventually other problems. And so most people don't ever think about that. So even just starting with a real basic lesson on what that basic spectrum of nutrients is, is like eye popping for people because it's not something that we get taught by, we just don't get taught it. It's not, I mean, unless you approach it like I did and go back to school to learn it, oftentimes we can live our whole lives and become adults without ever thinking about vitamin B12 or any of that stuff. Like we don't think about magnesium. We don't think about these minerals, but they're critical for basic function, you know, in our basic everyday bodily, uh, you know, needs and metabolism. So it's not sexy, you know, that stuff isn't fun. And so I try to see how can I get that information into the minds of people like as a basic tool you can use, but then immediately try to make it fun and creative so that the process of employing that information is actually creative. We get in the kitchen and it's like a blank canvas. And how do you make, you know, delicious, how do you mix flavors? How do you combine all those basic, you know, nuts and bolts to make them look good, taste good and have some fun like doing it. So I think, People, you know, need just some basic tools and some real basic information to get the, get the process started. And then I, do, I think like anything else, like any other creative process, it's a practice. Well, this is good because I, I think what you're, you're, I was talking to a, a guy uh, a while back and he was, he was actually a, um, studies viruses and, and things. He wrote a book about it and it was interesting because his approach to writing this book was not to just give data. Like if we just give information, it doesn't seem to really change people. It doesn't really seem to help people think differently about it. Right. And I hear, I hear you saying that a little bit. It's, it's this idea of the information is there. I mean, if you want to go on YouTube, you want to go on the internet. I mean, it's all there, right? Facts, data, you can find good journals. You can read. Yeah, you can stuff. Google, you know, yeah, right. exactly what you should be eating <laughs> right. right now for your but, body type and, but you yeah. know, everything. And even like common sense would say, like, we know we feel better when we eat whole foods and we eat, you know, fruits and vegetables and we, you know, versus like, if I go, you know, eat, a salad for lunch versus go eat barbecue. I feel very different in the afternoon, (laughs) you know, it's like common sense. Like, of course that makes sense. You know Um, you know, if I drink water versus having a beer, like I get like you feel different. Right. Um, But we all know that. Like, so it's like, yeah, how is that? What's the creative kind of way of telling that story, restoring ourselves, making it fun, making it interesting. Um, you know, sometimes it is, it takes a health scare or it takes something drastic to get our attention, but, um, but yeah, but in the daily realities, like how do we help people kind of, cause the information's everywhere. I, mean, I was just talking to someone this other day. It's like, man, we're not getting any wiser or smarter, despite so much information on anything you can think of. <laughs> and yet we're still, you know, doing stupid things. Um, so, so tell me, um, on this note, tell me a little bit, kind of what has been kind of your evolution or, or process in, kind of helping people think about these things and reflect on these things and, and consider these things that are obviously some of your life's work, because, you know, you went from the the truck, but it sounds like you also made like a pivot into kind of more holistic, like coaching and courses yeah. and things like that. Like it wasn't just the the food truck any longer, but yeah. To talk, talk about that. What's kind of the, the creative approach to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, when we started the juice truck, uh, we were, I was a brand new entrepreneur. I had never run or owned a business before. So I, I mean, it was an entirely uphill learning experience. Like, I mean, it's another conversation, but <laughs> learning to run a mobile food truck on the streets of New York in an entirely male dominated, like very, very, very sketchy <laughs> and challenging environment was like its own whole chapter of my life. Like the first five years of the business were just 
literally surviving, you know, that process of learning, how does this make money? And I got very distracted from the, the original source of my goal, which was like, help people be healthier by giving them a really healthy product. And, you know, began to just uh, have to focus on sort of the nuts and bolts of how do you profit and stay afloat in a city and in a business like that. Um, you know, wouldn't change it for the world, learned a lot of great, now I have very thick skin. So I'm not, you know, I a little bit more fearless about doing business and all that. But, you know, I think I got caught up in the product and the service and the, and the delivery of that and away from the messaging and the connecting with people around the mindset stuff that I, that I got into it for. So in 2018, after many, many years of running the business, it became a catering company. We've done lots of great film and television sets. And like, you know, we did a lot of great work in the city. Uh, but I, I realized that that chapter of the business was, was done for me. I sold the physical truck and shut down all the service branches of the, the juice bar and began to pivot at that point. And then, you know, I took a little bit of time off uh, end of 2019 and just only about three or four months. And I was, I actually created my first online course uh, and started writing a book. And I was thinking like, I have all of this experience and knowledge. I just want people to have a really step-by-step path that they can walk. What's the right format for me? Like to create something that really is useful to people. Started working on a book. And then I was like, let me put this in an online course. And um, boom, pandemic. And weirdly for me, I was one of those lucky people who was already kind of in a transition. So it didn't like totally rip the ground from beneath my feet. Uh, You know, it just so happened that I was like kind of neatly packed away all my equipment. I still have, you know, I could open a juice bar tomorrow with like juicers and, you know, serving dishes and stuff. But I was kind of clear that I wanted to transition into how can I reach more people, use the tools of the internet and this, you know, ingenious world of technology. I also have, you know, a degree in marketing and stuff. So I really did want to try and connect with that. And I got a phone call from a friend living in New York City, panicking. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to cook. Um, she was literally like, we cannot eat any more Chinese takeout and there's no more delivery <laughs> in my neighborhood. What do I do? And she wasn't the only one. There was a whole bunch of people reaching out to me saying like, you eat healthy all the time. You already know all this stuff. Can you send me some recipes? And so I was just like, boom, that's a way I can serve people right now. Tons of people are stuck at home and are afraid that they're, you know, are gaining weight or getting depressed or, you know, their health is falling pieces. They're worried about this global virus. Um, I could just teach people really healthy, simple ways to, to, to eat while they're managing all this other stress. And it snowballed a little bit and turned into lessons. And the next thing you know, it, it seemed like it had legs. And so I did put that, I put it into a five module course that I now have been launching um, a couple of times for people. But like I said, it starts with this idea of what is the mindset that you're in and how can we really get clear about the, the reason why we want to put healthy foods into our body um, and then it walks people through real basic, you know, nuts and bolts of nutrition. And the fun part of that is it's really creative for me. I get to do, you know, does I get to employ all my other creative tools. So I get to do a lot of great creative writing and, and think about marketing, you know, hooks. And I get to um, connect with and work with a ton of other amazing creative people in various other holistic fields who are, you know, co-teachers inside my course and it's just, it's a lot of fun. I get to make videos and edit them. Like I get to actually do, um, 
use different creative tools to create this pathway of reaching people and helping them in that way. But it's driven by a desire to just, you know, I, I would like, I believe that when we eat healthy, we just have more energy, we're happier people. And with that, we have the energy to go out into the world and do better. And I think that there's, you know, we don't realize how much we get stuck in our bodies, right? There's somatic teachings of, of, you know, connecting our central nervous system and our mindset and the brain and the way we think about things to the physical existence of being in a body and living in a body. Um, and I, I think, you know, what, like I was saying earlier, we all have dreams and, and goals in this lifetime. And if we could step away from some of those stories that are, you know, kind of keep us stuck in habits and food choices that maybe don't serve us and switch over to that train track where the food we put into our body is like building blocks, nuts and bolts. Um, yeah, make it taste great. Yeah, make it look good. Yeah, serve it in a gorgeous dish and like wow your dinner guests, but have it be built on the stuff that gives you really good clean fuel because when you get up in the morning, you're going to feel that little pep in your step. You're going to be a little bit kinder to that person, you know, at the bus stop. You're going to be nicer to your spouse and your kids, you know, have having less toxic stuff in our systems creates less static contrast in our bodies and, you know, less inflammation and less aches and pains and less headaches and less bloating and less, you know, weight gain that we don't want. And it's just, to me, it's like a, a simple equation. If we eat healthy and eat clean fuel, we have the more energy to do the, the thing that we love. We feel happier, we feel healthier, and we pay that forward into the world. Um, and I believe that we all could use that right now. You know, we need that in this world. Well, this is really, really good. Cause I, I think you're, you're tapping into kind of the foundational like pieces of, of life and creativity. And that's a little bit like this, this show is not just about, you know, how do you get more words on the page or whatever, but, um, but also like as a, as a human, that there's those foundational things that if they're not there, like, we're not going to be the, the artists that we want to be, or we're not going to be available or, you know, we're not going to be a good human if we can't, if we, if we're always tired or we're always, you know, depressed or, you know, and, it, and it, there's a lot to it. Obviously it's not just eating right. I mean, that's a big part of it, but um, you know, there's the emotional, the spiritual, the trauma we experience, you know, counseling, we need <laughs> working through stuff from the past, whatever it is, relationships, all that. Uh, but, but I love what you're, you're, you're thinking about, cause it is, it's more about, it's not, it's not just the obvious, like maybe we should eat more apples, you know, that'd be a good thing, but it's what that eating, eating does for us. Um, and, and I think that's just so, so vital because I think in our culture, we're not dealing with the, kind of the foundational things we're dealing with kind of the surfacey things. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, why aren't people more patient with each other? Why aren't they more, you know, loving our neighbors or whatever? And it's like, well, some of that's because we're not dealing with the underneath stuff, the, the nutrition stuff, the whole, the soul stuff, the, you know, the bad relationship stuff, all that. Cause it all affects everything, you know, affects yeah. the whole. So yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, a holistic health kind of the, the larger picture of holistic health coaching in general is to take the surface for what it is and understand that under underlying all of our choices and patterns and behaviors and sort of results that we're getting in the physical manifestation of our lives, there is a root cause to things so if you look at functional nutrition is always looking beneath the surface for what is the root cause of the imbalance in the system. Hmm. So if you have, you know, if you have a symptom that's a surface symptom, whether that be, you know, you know, a headache or like, you know, arthritis or some kind of, you know, 
bloating or something like that. It could just be simply, you know, an allergy or it could be viral. It could be, there's something underlying in the system that's causing the imbalance. And the same thing goes for our general health. It's not just the food that we eat, but it's the, it's everything. It's our financial health and wellness. It's our connection to something bigger than us, a spiritual connection. It's relationships with our family members and our coworkers and our friends and the people in our community. It's, you know, connecting with nature. It's, are you, are you fulfilled on an educational level? Do you have, you know, are you growing and changing? And I think the whole, the picture of holistic health is really a balance of all of those things. Uh, we talk about it a lot in, as in uh, primary and secondary foods. Secondary foods would be the foods that we see on a plate, like the nuts and bolts I teach in my course, which are basic nutritional things. Primary foods are the things that fuel our system, our soul, kind of really help us to feel well-rounded and fulfilled in the other parts of our life. And a lot of times the food that we see on a plate, you know, the choices that we make in that realm of our lives are the underlying causes are the imbalances are in primary foods. Something within our primary food zone is out of balance. Uh, and we're overriding that by, you know, people, we, they always say, eat your feelings, right? So we make choices that are kind of just these like, you know, disconnected choices of like, I'm just going to grab this bag of chips and eat the whole thing right now because I had a shitty day. And it's like, is that really the reward you want to give your body? Or do you need something that's going to help you feel a little bit better so you can go out and make a different choice? But, you know, pulling that lever, the brakes on that one runaway train of habits, um, it takes a little bit of work. It takes some time and practice. I mean, I think that's the great thing about coaching is having someone there to hold you accountable, to ask you the important questions, to ask you to, you know, inquire and to be patient with you while you stumble through, you know, it's not a perfect science. Like even I, every, you know, occasionally, you know, make bad food choices, even though I'm, you know, educated in this and have been practicing it for 20 some odd years, it's easy to um, fall into, you know, young child life habits or, you know, things that are not necessarily like great for our physical bodies. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we also eat, I think, based on what other people are eating, you know, that's a, also a big temptation. It's like, you know, you don't want to be, you know, not the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> not the fun one who's e- not eating the junk food where everyone else is, you know, it's like, it is hard. Like when you have people around you or just social situations, I mean, there's so many pressures in different, you know, work situations. My wife's a nurse, like, you know, they bring in so much doctors bring in so much junk or, or patients bring in junk just cause they're like, thank you. Thank you. You know, but it's like donuts and, you know, yeah, it's a huge piece of the puzzle. Actually, yeah. I have, I hired, um, I brought into my course, uh, a, a woman named Brenda Winkle who teaches at like sort of a bonus training inside my course that's called food and families setting yeah. boundaries at the dinner table. And it's all about that. It's like, how do you choose some, like what you put into your body is only going to impact your body. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, you may have a picky child who doesn't want to eat the food you're cooking or, you know, the teacher's lounge has a giant plate of donuts or, you know, your spouse is not really into the plant-based thing and he wants meat in every meal or she wants meat in every meal. Um, it's just how do you navigate without causing harm? How do you invite people into the process with you? How do you set really firm boundaries about what's good for you? Or maybe you're somebody with a ton of allergies and it's really challenging to eat with other people out at a restaurant. How do you go into that without it being like a you know catastrophic event every single time? So we we actually really get into that in the course, like how do we navigate those tough situations and come up with like positive, creative solutions preemptively. So you're not feeling like this is a huge battle all the time. Well, uh, Deborah, so this has been fantastic. And uh, before we go, I do want 
to ask you to kind of tell our community, like, you know, if they're looking at, Hey, I want to get healthier. I want to look at coaching. I want to look at your course. Like who, who would this like be for? Like who's your like ideal client? I think my, oh, great question. My ideal client is somebody who I think is similar to me in my young life is somebody who is maybe feeling a little stuck and doesn't really associate that with, you know, daily food choices or health habits and could use some accountability and some support around just understanding, you know, that what that, that mindset shift looks like and what those, that new set of training tracks, that new lattice work of steps that you can take could look like, and then a little bit of practice and support while learning and putting it to practice. I mean, one of the components of my course is a practical get in the kitchen. We do live zoom cooking classes. So we get together on zoom and actually try making meals that substitute in healthy ingredients and remove things that, you know, might have a, an adverse effect on the body. So it's kind of just a practice. Um, but people who want to feel more energy, want to lower or eliminate inflammation in their bodies. Um, anyone who is interested in avoiding chronic illness as we age, if you want to be healthy in your fifties and sixties and really feel like, you know, you're making smart choices about diet and exercise without eliminating all your favorite foods, without stressing about it. You know, it doesn't have to be a big, I don't believe in dieting or diet culture. I think it's very toxic, uh, but I want to crowd out the stuff that's not good for us with really delicious, healthy stuff. So anyone who's, you know, wants to be inspired in the creative zone of making delicious food. And I have a website, it's my name, DebraCSmith.com. It's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-C-S-M-I-T-H.com. Um you know, I've got some one-off classes coming up. I'm, I'm partnering with a lot of other amazing creators. Uh, I've got a great course coming up in November. It's called Reset Your Gut. It's all about digestive wellness. Um, yeah, and I give away tons of free recipes. I have a mailing list, and I love sharing this stuff with people and just uh, keeping it fun and light and creative. So there's lots of ways to connect with me. My website has, uh, you know, an input for the mailing list. Right. Well, Deborah, I will put that in the show notes where people can find you and see what you got going on. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I really just appreciate your just desire to take kind of your creativity and your joys and your passions and saying, how can I use this for the good of other people? And um, I know you're helping and blessing a lot of people. So thank you for the work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to meet you and to be here today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope to connect with anyone who wants to have some fun and, and, and sort of take the creative approach to this whole thing. So fantastic. Thanks a lot. Well, there you have it. My friends, my conversation with Deborah Smith and go check out the show notes. There's some free resources for you that she's generously given to us in our community. So go check those out. So I'd love for you to connect with Deborah. And it was interesting just thinking about not only the risk and the, the faith and the passion to step out and start this company, uh, this Green Pirate Mobile Juice Bar, which I love. Uh, but to say she was so passionate about getting healthy food to people that she was willing to do something that she had no experience doing. And I love this, uh, just this, this tenacity of creating something that we believe in. And I think that's really the heartbeat of whatever you're making, whatever you're doing. Is if there's a drive there. If there's a This is a need. This is something that I think is important. Um, nothing's going to stop you. And, uh, and so I love, love Deborah's uh, story. 
and, and just her willingness to do that. And also, I think there's also another level to this, her story too, is this, the, the health part is that we have to keep our bodies, our, our souls, our hearts, our lives healthy. And, uh, and food is part of that and exercise is part of that. And I think sometimes as creatives and artists, uh, those things get neglected. And so it's all, it all works together uh, to, to make good art. We also need healthy souls and healthy bodies. And, uh, so don't neglect those things. Uh, I think that's really important. Um, so as you go out and you know, gorge yourself on Thanksgiving dinner, we'll, we'll give you guys a pass. There's grace there. Well, hey, this has been a a total joy and blessing to do another episode of the Prolific Creator Podcast. Just want to remind you again, if you want to connect with us on the newsletter, The Daily Nudge, I sent out a, it's really not daily and it's not even that weekly, but uh, a regular newsletter called The Daily Nudge where I share some helpful links for your art and for your life and uh, resources as well uh, just to encourage you and keep you moving along uh, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you so check that out on the website ryanjpelton.com that'll be in in the show notes and also if you enjoy this show and want to share it with friends hey that's a great way to just say hey want you check it out but also you can leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast and that really helps us get the word out and uh, so thanks for joining in the conversation and before we go i do have one important thing to say is go make some great art with your life talk to you real real soon tried finding tickets for any live event lately it's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy that's why you have to check out gold star gold star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals concerts live theater comedy dance food fests immersive experiences you name it gold star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50 percent or more Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD, to save $10.